Thaddeus Ellenberg presents Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. Tonight's presentation of A Lap Around Montefino is brought to you by... For over 100 years, the tradition of Alessio Bartoli has served as the pride of Montefino. Twice baked, crunchy, delectably dry, and oh so delicious. Viscari Bartoli. It's a thing. A Lap Around Montefino. Sector 2. Sector 2 of the celebrated Montefino street circuit begins with a downhill plunge through the wooded Montefino Botanical Gardens and turns 5, 6, 7, and 8, aptly named the Garden S's. One of the city's most visited tourist sites and home to 2,400 different species of plants, including the first-ever fish-flower hybrid, known by its scientific name, Vincenzo, the Giardini Potonici Montefino remains the circuit's more historically significant sections. During the victorious 1936 drive of Jans Gruber, who raced under the flag of Nazi-controlled Germany, De Fuhr himself was on hand for the momentous 10th anniversary of the renowned race. He delighted crowds from his convertible Wisterflieger and gloated over the Reich's motorsporting superiority. While visiting the gardens with his entourage and two German shepherds, Charlie and Fritz, the daunting dictator was approached by a Polish groundskeeper for not picking up his dog's droppings. With cameras flashing, the head of state gripped his ceremonial riding crop and without expression, removed the waste using an oversized banana plant leaf. Hitler historians and acclaimed Western war documentaries state emphatically that this exchange sent the Fuhrer into a two-year-long stew, which he rectified on September 1st, 1939. A slice of serenity removed from the bustling city, this fast and tricky downhill section, now asphalt, was made even more treacherous in the race's early runnings as the original surface was brick, built by a mandatory youth works project called Miners for Montefino. Repaved in 1960, drivers float through the famous S's with unmatched agility at breakneck G's, dancing from apex to apex with rhythmic precision. It was here in 1981, Cyril Levine famously lapped his Gilbert teammate and second place runner, Mario Gasparni, humiliating him to the point of permanent impotence. Sam Hurley lost the 1959 Grand Prix on the final lap in turn seven, when the steering column broke on his emblematic Regatti Angel, glistening in its signature matte blue with white wings stretched across the fuel cell. This, the first entry in what would become a decades-long fleet for the French manufacturer. 
The Carl King designed alcohol guzzling angel was sent careening through the hay bales and straight into the Queen Claudia greenhouse. It came to rest at the heart of the Inca exhibit, a species of flower that blossoms with brilliant red and yellow when it reaches 100 years old, which it did against the crash helmet of Sam Hurley before its immediate death at Dazzling Tangerine. A photo of the pair found itself on the front page of the Gazzari de Montefino, as well as a watercolor depiction inside Ronan O'Shea's famous publication of botanical illustration of which Hurley's family still receive royalties. Exiting the S's, it's a short straight into the tight right-hander of Flamia, named for the nearby historic hillside L'Hotel Flamia, a favorite hideout for A-list celebrities, B-list nobility, and C-list lounge singers. That is, unless guests are lucky enough to catch electrical guru Dennis Bertelkamp from Team Esparna tickling the ivories to the soothing stylings of two-time world champion and notable karaokeist Mace Rue, who during the off-season took third place in a 24-hour Tokyo Legends competition for solo adult contempo. Constructed in the mid-18th century by Baron Domenico Flamia in the Baroque style, the hotel and surrounding cliffside have been passed down through the generations. Today, they're overseen by popular Montefino playboy Stefano Flamia, the fifth baron, a title no longer recognized by the state, but covered by the tags on his collection of classic Bellaris, each of which he can be seen driving around town with his hair down. Travel writer Lawrence Conrad describes the chance encounter as a streamer of silver magnificence blowing in the wind. Draped daily in a red velvet suit with his signature walking stick of gold embellish and maraschino stain, Stefano, as labeled by his flamboyant embroideries, is accredited by most for Montefino's glitzy and wild playground atmosphere an ambiance perfected over the years inside the rowdy and promiscuous L'Hotel Flamia. From the raunchy wedding reception of noted fashion photographer Sebastian Tremblay and Romanian tennis star Nadia Dumitrescu, which consisted of a 200,000 euro white truffle caviar food fight, to the ritualistic orgies hosted monthly by master of ceremonies and renowned art dealer Thayer Dorfel, although none more legendary than the great Team Jib-Jib orgy that resulted in the 1991 citywide linen scare and fumigation. The Hotel Flamia is a must for anyone seeking those famous wayward Montefino nights with hedonistic pursuits. Pleasure surely satisfied with an invite up to the notorious presidential suite where guests and partygoers alike receive an optimal vantage point of the Montefino fireworks display, marking the end of race week. A site Italian journalist and Formula groupie, Gabriella De Marco, described as where heaven meets earth in bursts of stimulating radiance, a spectacle twofold, gleaming with water pure and spiritual grandeur. Now let me tell you about the fireworks show.
clean out of Flamia, drivers shift up for the flowing high-speed double left-hander known as Promontory, meaning headland. This narrow and nerve-wracking sixth-gear dive connects drivers to the densely forested ridge of the Venturella Headland in State Park, the most isolated and visually spectacular section of the circuit. During a soaked 1956 Montefino Grand Prix, the Brava-born specialist, Dieter Krauss, on debut for the dominating Honolulu-based manufacturer Palakiko, had a dreadful start when he stalled his Palakiko factory front-engine 181 Macadamia Special. Miraculously, Krauss found grip where no other driver could, and in the opening few laps, pulled himself up through the field in horrendous conditions to take the lead from his teammate and number one Palakiko driver, Ano Lakeke, the Polynesian prince of Paradise Town. Within the same lap in a race where the rate of attrition gave the appearance of an endurance slugfest, Krauss put in an astonishing 20 seconds between him and his second place teammate, but on the following lap was given team orders to slow on the exit of Promontory and let Lakeke pass, despite the fact he was considerably slower and leading the championship by an astounding 100 points. A German driver and an all-Hawaiian team with a Hawaiian sponsor, Trader Tiki, producers of the successful Mai Tai in a Can, Kraus served as the team's optical foreigner, seated to stifle talk of national bias. Brought in as the T-car, or third car, Kraus was demoted to the F-car a few days before the Grand Prix. The modest and soft-spoken German respected his freshman status within the organization and followed team orders, dropping behind his Empress Sweet Rolls-endorsed team leader. On the back foot, Lakeke struggled for pace and out of the last turn on the final lap ran out of fuel. Krauss went to overtake for the victory, but was once again ordered by his team to assist Lakeke by pushing him across the finish line. Behind the pair, their Palakiko teammates, Kayo Maho and Lakopa Kiowa, crossed the line in third and fourth. After the race, Palakiko team boss, Liam Hale, instructed Kraus to voluntarily notify the IMA stewards that he knowingly gained an advantage during the Grand Prix by wearing a seatbelt and helmet with padding. The IMA disqualified Dieter Krauss from the race and suspended him for the rest of the season, while his Palakiko teammates made up the 56 podium. After the trophy ceremony, Hale introduced the triumphant Lakeke to Krauss's stunningly statuesque girlfriend, Ophelia Antonelli, acclaimed Italian stage and film actress and Academy Award winner for her supporting role in 1955's The Summer Terrace. Lakeke and Antonelli wed later that month and moved into a Hawaiian plantation-style home on the outskirts of Oahu, which was bought by Kraus on the authority of Palakiko team orders. After Promontory, it's another dodgy downhill dash to perhaps the most iconic turn in motorsports, the Moreno Harrapin.
Like the 16th at Myers Creek or the Devil's Mistress in Virginia, the Moreno Hairpin transcends the racing world, drawing in outsiders with its beauty and mystique. With drivers rolling through in first gear at a mere 40 kilometers per hour, this 180-degree curve is the slowest corner on the calendar and points away from the city on entry, offering a breathtaking tree-lined vista of the eastern coastline. As well as a 100-meter drop to the waves and rocks below. Originally named the Baroni Hairpin after Italian driver Eduardo Baroni through his 1.5-liter supercharged Velari 111 over the unprotected edge in 1947, the name was changed in 1952 when Antonio Fanucci perished trying to overtake Louis Bisset on the outside, dropping his left rear and catapulting him over the side. The Fanucci hairpin stood without challenge until 1958, when British driver Leslie Bernhard lost his brakes coming out of Promontory, launching his P7 Herbert Louder Unicorn nearly 500 yards into the sea. A maneuver that posthumously earned him the record for furthest distance jumped in a Formula car. In 59, the Bernhard hairpin became the Pritchard hairpin and in 63, the Azarola Harrapin. 67 saw the Patel Harrapin, then the McLaughlin, the Turnbull, the Ward-Parker, and the Team Raskell Harrapin in 1970, when all three drivers for the Canadian Raskell Racing lost their lives after running a nose-to-bumper procession right off the cliff. In 1971, a guardrail was installed to prevent future fatalities, then removed the following year due to an impeded view. The splendor of the scenery so entranced the Harrapin's most recent victim and namesake, 19-year-old Colombian driver Alejandro Moreno, a Formula Alpha rookie that rocketed up through the ranks after dominating the 93 Formula Delta season, that he drove straight through his braking point and skidded off the side while snapping a photo. Miraculously, Moreno survived the tumble thanks to a group of fishermen that pulled him from the sinking wreckage after casting their nets. Following his incredible recovery, Moreno retired from racing altogether and introduced to the area Montefino's premier fishing and formula experience perfect for tourists. Complete with souvenir toques, a captivating retelling of his brush with death, including all 32 points of contact with the rock face, and a comprehensive workshop on traditional Italian methods for catch and release octopus. Barreling back down towards sea level, hugging the inside slope, it's a quick flick to the right into the bend of turn 12, where stock car and oval specialist turned Montefino hopeful Danny Ellison slammed into the outside barriers after being caught off guard by a right turn. Immediately following turn 12, which despite having no official name, 
has over the years been labeled by writers and commentators as no-name. Drivers are hard on the brakes for the fast and funneling second or third gear left-hander of Rodolfo. The Rodolfo Bridge takes drivers over the charming residential canal by the same name before blasting back into town, completing Sector 2. Designed as a waterway for prostitutes in the 1600s, the Canal de Rodolfo is still to this day controlled by the Sincreto de Santa Castino Brothel, or St. Augustine's Secret. Positioned on the western bank as a central launching point for courtesans, the cherished Montefino Institute has been favored by the townspeople for centuries for their waterside service. Join me on race day for Sector 3 as we complete our historical lap around Montefino. This has been a production of Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. With an introduction by Nicole Kalasich and artwork by Adrian Lobel. This series is independently produced by Thaddeus Ellenberg. To find more episodes and information, visit our website at tecasualfriday.com or email us at contact.casualfriday at gmail.com.